Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, Marcus Bronzy here. Before we start today's podcast, I'd just like to let you know that you can vote for us in the Listener's Choice Awards at this year's British Podcast Awards 2019. If you'd like to vote for us, it only takes a minute of your time. Head to BritishPodcastAwards.com forward slash vote. That's BritishPodcastAwards.com forward slash vote. Type in how to kill an hour and then yeah, you'll have voted for us. It only takes a minute of your time and we'd really appreciate it. We'll also put a link in the show's description. Thank you very much in advance. And hey, here's, here's hoping we win. Anyway, over to the podcast. Are you serious? So this is How to Kill an Hour. Welcome to How to Kill an Hour, the show where we like to look for new ways to kill time. My name is Marcus Bronzy. In just a moment, I'm going to introduce you to our guest. But first things first, I want to shout you out, the listener. All right. Hello to Lauren, Ashley Hill, Canelot Studios, Ola A, Jennifer Lake, Tech Sumatra, Josh Brandon, Andy Edmonds, Small Films UK, Screwed and Stefan Powell, who is a guest on an episode forthcoming. Also a massive shout out to Apple Podcasts. Why? Because if you open the Apple Podcasts app today and look at it, you will see a massive sign that says How to Kill an Hour because one of our episodes, namely the one with Jazzy Jeff, is front and centre. So yeah, that's the Apple Podcast app or iTunes or if you own an Android, shame on you. Uh, anyway, coming up on today's show, we are joined by a comedian who... I, like, I just want to say I like the angle that you take on things. Oh, oh Mr. yeah, oh, yeah, Mr. Ed Gamble, Hello. welcome to the show, Ed. Thank you um, very much for uh, bigging up my angle. So I just, early. I just, I think your angles is something we're going to get into at some point. All right, point. nice. Uh, before <laughs> that, though, how are you feeling after the London Marathon? It just happened a few days ago. Yeah. I believe you partook in it. I did. I did partake in it. Uh, I currently can't really walk downstairs without wincing. Really, uh, upstairs seems to be all right, but. So what just, muscle is that? Is that, a, is that a glutes? It's, what it's, it's, what's downstairs? Is it the calves? It's all of them. All of them. It's, according to the pain that shoots through my legs, it's every single. It's every single muscle. I gotta be honest. Things like marathons, I love hearing about from other yeah. people. I'm like, oh, that's so good. Well done, the charity. <laughs> the people that you helped. The way you must feel afterwards. And every, everyone's like, you know, uh, so you're marathon Marcus. I'm like, nah, no, mate, you're not interested. Right. It's an amazing atmosphere on the day, though. Yeah, I think there, there's, there were people there who, like, I met a guy just before who was like, "Have you trained for this?" I was like, "Yeah." He was like, oh, I haven't. I tried to put it out of my mind. And he still finished it, but he just did it in about seven hours. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> that doesn't that just make you even more fucked up if you don't train your body oh, at all? Oh, yeah, I think, this is, I think he's in hospital now. Yeah. But <laughs> do, you know, do you know what? We've got one of our presenters, Dev, actually, right? He's actually got freakishly, generically great genes. Like he's right. just good at everything. Yeah. No risk of any sort of chronic diseases, anything like that. And he literally doesn't train, goes and does a marathon in yeah. the right time, feels a little bit painful afterwards. Everyone else yeah. I've met trains for months mm. and then afterwards are like, 
yeah pretty much hospitalized it's i think some people are built for running like i've the comedian ivo graham i think had never done any running and then just decided that he was going to start and got did a marathon and did it in three hours ten dickheads yeah <laughs> <laughs> hate people like that <laughs> i had to i have to properly train and it still feels like i'm pushing a big cart of meat around yeah was this your second one that you've done second one how was it compared to the first How's i enjoyed it, it more it was slower but i enjoyed it more but i think it was slower as well because i was just soaking up the atmosphere okay. did you enjoy it more because you did it slower as well yeah, i think so maybe i just didn't go flat out for the for the first bit i just really paced it properly okay yeah, and I, there was a guy dressed as big ben going for a world record attempt and i think this is quite against the spirit of the marathon <laughs> but i made it my mission to beat him did you beat big ben? yeah Fuck i did it. on the last stretch there's actually uh my girlfriend's found the live feed from the bbc cameras and you can see me overtaking big ben and in my head i was running that last mile flat out like sprinting and then you look at it and on, it, honestly it looks like i'm walking really yeah it's so, <laughs> i so slowly overtake a man dressed as big ben it's pathetic is this the was he quite tall mate yeah he's the guy who couldn't get over oh, the, the finish line i feel so sorry because mate we understand mr big ben whoever you are uh you were trying your best to to, to kind of make a big statement and it was a shame. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I just can't get over the fact that he is the top viral. of his tower head biting the top of it. He hadn't. He hadn't thought that the tower was too big to get through the finish line. Surely somebody would and have thought about clearance because when when we were coming around the corner, they have all the cameras on. You can see the big screen yeah. and there's the feed that's going on the TV. Yeah. And I, every time the camera came to him, I was behind him, so I didn't get on the big screen for the last bit. Jeez, livid. So he awesome. deserved that. He deserved everything he got. So you get for showing off. Yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so you're doing this during your touring. So you're doing your marathon training and your yeah. marathon during your tour. How does that affect try, like doing live shows and having to run thousands, hundreds of miles? Last it was day? tricky. It was tricky. Try- it's just about scheduling, really. I sort of I I managed it, but there was a few shows where I was you know waddling a little bit. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm not caning it up and down the stage like McIntyre. So. I'd imagine if you're that energetic, you couldn't train for a marathon. I would have thought you would have like factored that in, like you know, yeah. oh, I need to pick up five miles. Let me just go yeah. back inside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just start doing laps. Yeah, maybe that's the way to do it next time. I hadn't thought about that, or have an ice bath on stage or something. But yeah, it worked out all right. I managed yeah. to schedule it around it. it. wasn't too bad. Not bad. And with the marathon training and stuff, ice baths and all that sort of stuff, physio stretching, massage, massages, sports massages, oh, yeah. lots of those. They were great. I loved. I love having an excuse to go to a sports massage even though it's basically someone beating the shit out of you for an hour yeah uh well i tried a couple of ice baths for cramps but that's horrible i think you're supposed to sit in them for 20 minutes i literally put a toe in just like absolutely not 20 minutes oh, i don't know whatever it, whatever fair. it is I anything longer short. than five seconds yeah, 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 is unreasonable yeah so it feels like such a waste of ice as well then you yeah. try and have a drink and you're like oh no i sat in that last week <laughs> it's terrible <laughs> I tried one after the marathon as well. I think I lasted about 12 seconds. Yeah, forget that. Straight out. Have to have a hot shower. Is it true <laughs> Is it true? some people have a beer as well? Is that like a thing? You can have a beer after the marathon? It's like got electrolytes in it. I, I saw something. Guinness. Guinness. Is it a Guinness? So Guinness is, Guinness is, I, I don't know if it's recommended. I think that's probably like basically a sports nutritionist who is also an alcoholic was like, I've got to find a way around to make this, this sound justified. So I did. I had a Guinness after the marathon. Because apparently it's got all the vitamins you need for a 
Although probably a glass of water is best. Nah, I reckon yeah, go, yeah, a couple of Guinnesses as well. Yeah, yeah, I had one yesterday as well. I'm slowly rebuilding my vitamins over the next six months by drinking Guinness every day. That's good. You've got to carry on going actually exactly, until Christmas because yeah, that yeah. is where you need to reach the peak <laughs> of your vitamin intake because we all know you're not very nourished at that time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be having a lot of Guinness at Christmas as well, so that's fine. Oh, good stuff. Are you, are you a Guinness fan? Is that your go-to when you I, go to the It used pub? to be. I used to drink Guinness like water. Like I really would. I used to work in a pub and uh, after hours at the pub, we just used to sit and drink Guinness for hours. Um, so I think I made a subconscious decision to cut Guinness out of my life for a while because I was just drinking too much Guinness. Yeah, and I had, but I had one yesterday, and a, a pint of Guinness is there's nothing better. When I go to the How to Kill an Hour pub drinking po- uh, podcast, <laughs> when I go to the pub, like the first thing that I want to have is a Guinness. Mm. Like wherever I'm finishing the night with, yeah, it's probably you know in a corner, <laughs> <laughs> throwing up into my own shoe. But no, the first thing I like to start my night with is a pint of Guinness. I feel like it just gets things going. It's so refreshing. Yeah, man. Nothing. I mean, uh, I'd have a couple of Guinness now. I couldn't drink more than two Guinness. Yeah. That, is, that is a meal in a glass as well, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you start to feel it around the middle after a few of those, isn't it? Yeah. So a Guinness and then straight onto the clear stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Gin and tonics all the way. So the tour, the tour, how's the tour going, man? Really well, thank you. And sort of wrapping up the first leg of the tour, really. So I think I've done about 45 dates this year so far. Uh, and that was supposed to be it, but it's it's done pretty well. So we're we're doing more in in the autumn now as well, starting in October, nice. doing another like thirty something. So yeah, it's exciting. Shit, that's quite a lot. So forty five in, you're, you're feeling nice and warm with the material then. So oh yeah, I mean that's forty five dates on the national tour, but I did it thirty times in Edinburgh. Did it, you know, previewed it thirty five times. So I am I'm well into this material now. It's got to the point where I know it so well that I, I'm riffing around it and finding new angles on it and finding new. There's the angles again. Uh, finding new ways of Told talking you. about it. Yeah, Prom- promised you, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's it, it's got so tight over the the last few dates that I can now loosen it up again. Nice, nice. So and, yeah, and so gambles angles, gambles angles. Show. There you go. So, uh, so for the, for this show, like, what where are you taking it then? Like, what's what, what are you doing differently to last shows? Well, it's normally with my shows the way it goes is uh, you always get asked about what's the th- what's the theme of the show? What's, what's the, your theme? What's the theme of the and what's the overarching theme? Mm. It's like, I've always sort of resisted that because. You know, I'm not a playwright. I'm a comedian. So there's, you know, there's loads of things in it. I, there's loads of stories about my life. There's a really long story about my dad buying a cat. It's just, it's, it's stupid stuff. It's pretty lighthearted. Fair enough. Um, and it, like I say, it's loose as well. There's a lot of audience interaction. It's like I'm not handling any heavy topics. Good, good. I think uh, this <laughs> 2019 April slash May. I think it's important to have people like yourself sure. that aren't covering yeah. things that are very deep. We need some light-hearted comedy out there. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, there's there's loads of amazing comics who handle yeah. heavy topics yeah. incredibly well, but that's not me, so I'm not yeah. going to start pretending that I can do that. I think yeah. that's that's the most toe-curling thing when you see someone doing something that's clearly not the right fit for them. So. Yeah, I think as a consumer of comedy or any kind of entertainment, I go in to just be taken away from the world I'm in right now, so well, I, like, I like that kind of stuff. I was trying to find the name for your tour. Like you kind of said that you, you Blizzard. Don't, yeah, yeah, Blizzard tour. Thank you. Uh, so <laughs> Blizzard tour. So you said there's not a theme, right? Mm. But when I was looking for the name, I saw Blizzard, and I was kind of like, "Well, what? so what is that?" So then? Blizzard tour. That that relates to one of the stories in the show, which is about uh, beginning of last year. Now it was me and three other comedians went to New York, and there was a big blizzard, and all the flights got grounded. Yeah, yeah. It made the BBC News. Great. So that's one of the stories. That's one of the stories in there. Uh, but also, I, my last few tours, I just pick one word, one word tour. So I've done Blizzard, uh, Mammoth, Stampede, 
Uh, those are the last three. I just pick words that I like that sound cool <laughs> and that try and sum up the energy of the show because you wouldn't you have to pick the title when you don't know what's in it. Yeah. So I, I mean, massive, massive kudos to people who know what they're gonna know what they're gonna talk about at the beginning of the year when they're doing the show in August. But I just pick a word that tries to sum up the energy of the show. So you can be like, well, well, I called it that, and that word is in the show. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. There you go. <laughs> I knew what I was doing. Knew what Do I was say, doing. I say Blizzard at the top because I say this is my show. It's called Blizzard, so it's relevant. Can't get me on that. Job on, job done. Um, you're a Southwest London lad, mm-hmm. uh, I believe you. Still? No, I wouldn't call myself a lad. A l- okay, sorry. A Southwest London gentleman. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, how much of your comedy would you say is like London centric, or are you quite UK centric with it now? No, I think I, I like to I like to tour. So I do, there's nothing really in there that I'm like oh, I can't do that because we're outside London. Yeah. It's pretty re- it's pretty relevant okay. to across the UK. All right, I'd say very much. I don't so, know what my I don't know what my um my angle on Southwest London would be anyway because you say Southwest London it's pretty like middle class like it's not <laughs> I don't think it's particularly particularly relevant for most people in the UK to be honest with you go hello I grew up in Wimbledon don't you just hate it when your hometown's busy because of the tennis tournament don't you hate it when your cleaner moves your rackets around yeah yeah yeah. I mean but I mean at the same time I don't I feel like you're kind of in a nice middle ground where you can kind of connect with with people gentlemen and yes. also lads as well yes, I feel yes, like yeah. it's a mix man no no I think yeah my audience is is very mixed I'd say which is great like I don't some comedians have a particular type of audience they appeal to a certain sort of section of society but no I, I see all types all types yeah. of people a lot of couples actually really you're a couples I'm comedian a love, I'm a love comedian hey hey <laughs> cheers Ed you got me laid <laughs> um, so when you meet your audience what are they like because I found that I ask this question quite a few times mm. comedians and, and they either have stories that go eh yeah, all right. Or there's, they pull something funky out of the bag. So what have you got for us? What are your fans like when you meet them, Ed? They're normally all right. I try and avoid it at all costs, really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when the, work, when the working day is done, yeah. I'm straight out the back door and into the car. Straight but, for the Guinness. Yeah, exactly. Straight for the Guinness in the car. Mm. I'm not driving. Um, no, they're, they're normally pretty sound, to be honest. Yeah. They're always pretty sound. They just, you know, they want a photo, want to say thanks for the show, and then... Cool. I say thank you so much for coming. I probably look too desperate when I say thank you. I'm like, seriously, <laughs> thanks, thank you. Thanks so much. Genu- you. I need you. Please yeah, stay. You. Please follow me on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. follow me. Come back next year. Yeah. All right. Nice, man. Um, we will get back to the show, but uh, something that's kind of come up quite a lot on all of our social medias, and we get asked quite a lot how to kill Lara is about Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah. I'm not sorry if I piss anyone off in the room. I'm not Game of Thrones watcher. Are you, that's fine. Are you into Game of Thrones at the moment? Massively. I understand there's like episode three of the Episode three season. of season eight, yeah. What the fuck's going on? Like, can you help me? Well, look, I can't help you. Look, I, I like the way you put that, that you're not, you, you don't watch honest. it and you're being honest and you're fine with it. What I hate is people who are like, wear it as a badge of honour, who go like, well, I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. It's like, <laughs> well, I don't care. <laughs> then I don't want to talk to you about Game of Thrones. It's not that. It's fine. Don't watch it or don't watch yeah, it. But yeah, you yeah. can't be proud of not doing something. Oh, brother, I've met, I've met like the other. I've met the converse. So I was, yeah. like, I was out the other day and I said it like, look, I've never watched it. And someone was like, what, <laughs> what, what do you mean you haven't watched it? I've watched all of the seasons twice in preparation and a recap. I'm like, it's not really for me. And literally almost turned into an argument. Not from me. This yeah, person yeah. was like going to be, you need to make sure you catch up. And I'm like, Dup. but it it's isn't, kinda- it isn't for everyone. Like I, I- it's um, I find it amazing that that people are like I can't believe everyone should watch Game of Thrones. It's like no, ten years ago, 
if someone said, oh, there's going to be a show about dragons and like uh, and a mythical land and all of that, yeah. they'd be like, well, that is f- for nerds. That's <laughs> yeah. But now, for some reason, that seems like a mainstream uh, a mainstream opportunity to make a show like this. So now everyone's like, everyone should like it. It's like, no, it's a really specific thing. Yeah. And it is brilliant. And you are missing out, but that's fine. <laughs> I finish. I so I it co- it comes on now TV straight after it's uh, been on in the states. So I think it goes out at the same time, maybe. So like two a.m. on uh, on the Sunday night. So I get up early on Monday to watch it. You're part of that gang, then. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah. I get up early on Monday to watch it. How early is is early? No, I mean early for a comedian, like eight a.m. Okay. Um, my girlfriend's getting ready for work in the next room, <laughs> and she she said to me the other day, she was like, "You need to be quieter when you're watching that because some people are still asleep." So I'm like in my flat screaming. <laughs> like there's a couple of things that happened in this. It's a really good episode this week, and I'm I ended the episode. I was. She'd gone by this point. Luckily, I was on my knees in front of the television, like with tears in my eyes, screaming. Fuck! Really? Yeah, it's the best show. No show has brought not since I was over the age of five. No show <laughs> has taken me past the edge of my seat. Okay, well, what do you what, what do you watch then? What's what's your what's your big like box set? show that you enjoy do you know what I'm grinding through right now well, Enjoy- an enjoyable grind yeah uh, may I say is um, I'm actually watching all of the Star Treks I've actually finished watching the original series okay. just completed the next generation I'm on, D- I'm on Deep Space Nine yeah. the second season now that isn't the kind of show that it, it might bring half of my ass to the edge of my seat. That's mm. about it, and then I'm back because you That's know because it's not there's not a huge narrative arc. So no. they're like it's episodic. So you're not of course you're not going to get that with that. Have yeah. you seen Discover- Star Trek Discovery? Yet? No, I'm, I'm waiting for that. So what I'm doing is so I'm actually going to work all the way through. So, so that's huge. I don't. I'm not a Star Trek guy um, apart from Star Trek Discovery because yeah. that that's when they take on like the big narrative arc stuff. Yeah, and it's massive. You'll love that. I think is that the one that's set before all of the ones mm-hmm. that I'm watching now? Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. All yeah. right. And you're into that bit then. So I like that, that. that's okay. Yeah. All right, cool. But I, it didn't make me get on my knees and well up. You were, you were welling? Oh, Hand yeah. But bearing well. in mind, I was watching this after the day after the, the marathon. marathon. <laughs> so I was extremely, my emotions were on the surface. So okay. you finish the marathon and running 26 miles, and then you're just a bit like, then everyone's cheering, and that's overwhelming enough. I then went and had my first booze for six weeks which immediately raises the uh, emotional stakes and then watched Endgame and then less than 12 hours later watched that episode of Game of Thrones. So I was, uh, I'm, I'm like a crisp now. I'm all out of tears. Yeah, an emotional wreck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say partly because your knees were sore and you were on your knees. Yeah, yeah. That's why, it was, that's yeah. why you're crying as well. But it possibly. Fair enough. It was Aven- all mixed up. Avengers Endgame, thoughts on that? That's Stun- the longest ever Netflix series, I feel like. That's what the Marvel <laughs> films have been. Abs- absolutely stunning. I thought yeah. it was amazing. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. I thought, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was incredible. I think. It what's was, the what's what is the uh, uh, pun intended? The end game on spoilers. When are we allowed to start talking about shit? I like to give it a month. A month. I like to give it a month. I don't. I don't want to take the fun out of some people. Some people just can't get to the cinema. Or maybe a couple of weeks. I don't know. Uh, right, I'm not on Twitter of, the day be- the no, day no, no, it comes no, 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 out. Absolutely not. No, yeah. I wouldn't do that. But I think maybe a couple of weeks. I think if you really, really want to see it. Then a couple of weeks. Can you give you a should... teaser to a spoiler for our listener? I think that's fair enough. A teaser to a spoiler? Yeah. I don't know. I, do, I just really don't. I would, <laughs> if I give a teaser to a spoiler and it turns out the teaser to the spoiler is a spoiler in itself, I, I can't be responsible for that. Wow, we're going down a rabbit hole. It's really it? good. Teasy spoilers. But yeah, no, yeah. it's really, really good. Um, and I'm, I'm interested to see what comes next from the universe, man. Disney, mm. Disney are doing very well at the moment. They are. Yeah. They've got, so they've got their thing starting, right? Their new... 
streaming yeah, they've got their streaming service uh, that's going to... Basically, they've pulled back loads of content that was on Netflix. Yeah. They've got loads of in-house stuff. They're obviously doing all the live-action versions of, like, The Lion King and other films like that. As a comedian... Aladdin looks rubbish, though. I'm, uh, I'm a big Will Smith fan, and I'm struggling to support him. Yeah. That genie looks ropey as... <laughs> it's 2019, man. <laughs> Come on. Come on. And it's not like they're lacking the budget. I, yeah, mean, yeah. I love Disney content. Yeah. And they've got money for it as well. So I kind of saw the trailer. I was like... Phew. It looks a bit cheap, right? A little bit cheap. I'm a bit and the like, guy playing Jafar looks like he's just he's just read the script just before they've started. He's <laughs> <laughs> like the sound yeah. man reading in or something. I reckon that's what happened. I reckon it, oh, Jafar's sick. Who should be... Oh, oh, Gaff, <laughs> Gaffer looks great. <laughs> yeah, mate, stick this on. Have a quick look at this. Go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Saves money in the production as well. There you go. Uh, as a comedian, like, how's a streaming world kind of helping you? Or how is that different for you? Because I feel like 10 years ago, yeah. comedians in your position were in a very different situation when it came to sharing their content. Yes. It affects everyone in different ways. Yeah, I think it's I think it's big. I think it's I think it just opens up another avenue for to promote yourself. So it used to be all about telly and stuff. Um but now I think there's a lot of people doing great stuff with streaming services. There's a lot of people doing great stuff just on their own just through Facebook. Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and things. I think there's so many opportunities for people to just go direct to source and that really works for a lot of people and people are like actually selling tickets to live shows based off videos they put on facebook which is incredible you never imagine that would happen mm. so i think it's just about broadening the opportunities to get your face out there it's not all about gatekeepers at television now yeah um although i love the gatekeepers very much and thank you for letting me do stuff and please continue <laughs> yeah cheers thank you thank you thank you thank you gatekeepers um so how do you use it then are you the kind of because it's great knowing that i can as well as watch you it's good to know that i can kind of find clips and share those mm. and share the, share what i like with other people do you find that that helps you as well are you definitely kind of keen on create do you have to create extra content really do you find because i don't get I, out there i think i'm from just from the previous generation is too lazy to do that i th i think i I do rely on the TV stuff still, but I think sharing sharing the content definitely helps. Of course, it does because that's how people communicate now as well, mm. tagging each other in clips and and sharing things. So it def it definitely helps. Okay, and is like the the Netflix special or streaming special is that like the thing for comedians now? Is that a really big and important thing for yourself? Yeah, I think so. Doing something on you know a streaming service is is always good. I think also because it used to be DVDs and then it was Blu-rays for like a month. Um, and now I think streaming's here for a long time I think I can't see anything more convenient than that yeah it's just the TVs are getting bigger now so 8K yeah. is the big thing that we're kind of getting slapped 8K 8K yeah if 4 wasn't enough that's, double your yeah that seems too much it's just you just need a really big room to enjoy 8K don't you think now we've got to the point where the better the quality of something you're watching the shitter it looks. Well, there was a massive uproar from like Lord of the Rings enthusiasts yeah. when they shot it in like 60 frames or something yeah. like that. People going, you can see tape and... and yeah, it's like... <laughs> imagine like there was a show, if you're under the age of 20, called Crossroads, which was notoriously shit in quality, yeah. right? On TV. If you were to try and film that in HD, you would see everything. It would yeah. just look like people performing in front of a, I don't know, cereal box with yeah. houses on it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You sort of, you want to feel like you're watching a film 
film or a TV show, you don't want to feel like you're yeah. there standing yeah. behind the camera. Yeah. Because it's just it loses all of the all of the magic of it. I think. I think so. I mean, yeah. I watched some HD remasters of Star Trek: The Next Generation, yeah. and I was seeing shit that I was not meant to see. You know what I mean? So it was like boom poles in reflections, <laughs> cameramen and lighting. So yeah, you're right, man. I mean, for me, I just want to watch. For me, it's just watching great content. So mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like there's this massive, uh, like, sort of emphasis around 8K and blah blah blah. Mm. But loads of people consume stuff on an iPad. Yeah. And to be honest, when it comes to comedy, I think you don't you don't need that. Get away with it, man. You don't need yeah. full. You don't need full HD. It's like you don't. You can't if you can't see it live. You don't need to see it. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Right. So uh, off the pod podcast. Uh, sorry, off the menu podcast. Even. Um, I'd love to hear more about it. I mean, I think it's a great concept, but Thank I'd you. love you to share that concept with our listener as well. So I do a podcast called Off Menu with James yeah. Acaster, fellow comedian. Uh, and it's about, it's about food, essentially. We, we have a guest and talk through their dream meal, starter, main, side, uh, drink, dessert. Mm. Uh, and they obviously prep a little bit and bring in what, and we talk about each course. And it that's the basis of it, but it obviously it skews off into stupid conversations uh, on each course and can go on for a couple of hours. But uh, And James plays a genie waiter, but that's barely mentioned. Sometimes it is. It's, it's sometimes it is. Sometimes times, like, it is. It, yeah. The different ways that he's rubbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different ways he's it. out, or what he's yeah. wearing, and he always there's always a big explosion at the start. That he yeah. just it's not a special effect. He makes up yeah. with his mouth. A uh, little peek there behind the curtain. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, we just we we talk about food all the time anyway. Yeah, yeah. So we just thought there must there must be something in this. If we enjoy it that much, there must be a way of of getting it out there, and it and it has worked, and we sort of surprised quite quite how quickly people have taken to it everybody loves talking about food as, yeah as a, as a as a former fellow large lad yeah uh yeah i, I love the food i love the food <laughs> <laughs> so it's great hearing you kind of digress and talk about i mean it's like like you just said you start off with with something and then you kind of take it in a really interesting direction yeah and then, uh, oh yeah we're talking about food yeah a little bit of food and then yeah. you crack on again it's yeah. sick. It's sick. and we've had we've been lucky with really good guests as well actually of like a really good range of people who've brought in some awful menus people who have no idea about food or don't even like food those are often the best guests because we can just absolutely tear them apart what's some of the worst that you had Joel Domit was the worst Joel Domit was so bad I mean he's still being trolled online because of it (laughs) and it's the only time I'd ever advocate trolling someone on the internet (laughs) I've not caught this episode like give us a little a little Uh, taster of this right well Joel Domit if you don't know him is a comedian and is ridiculously in shape like proper ripped crossfit guy so obviously like his approach to food is terrifical chicken breast uh, and all of this and i think he tried to come up with a menu that he thought people might like but it got to the drink and it was already bad and the drink i made a joke i was like oh okay you probably say protein shake aren't you joel and it what it was it was a (laughs) strawberry protein shake his drink if I go into any restaurant yeah. or anyone's house <laughs> and they serve me that yeah. as a dessert I think we're going to stop being friends yeah I think it's awful that's not cool So and the, the whole menu is bad so that one's worth listening to if you want to see us get really angry because we're friends with Joel so we yeah. just immediately tore into him but we had Victoria Corrin Mitchell as well who's brilliant uh, really really funny it's a really good episode and her menu is very plain because she just doesn't she just doesn't get food really yeah. she's not, and she's not into like fancy food 
really plain but she's so strident about it she's so like this is I don't understand why anyone would want anything other than this and we don't know her as well so originally we were like yeah this is fine fine <laughs> and then you hear James getting angrier and angrier throughout the episode and then he just explodes <laughs> at the end I love it man I love it off menu check that podcast out what, what's your um, what's your relationship with food like like what do you like to eat at the moment Oh, I mean, I've during the marathon training, I've been eating like an absolute bin. What what I should have done is um, is worked out a good sort of carb heavy but healthy diet so I could get around the marathon. What I did was use the, the training as an excuse to just eat rubbish. Great stuff. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was the rules, right? If you're well, going to run twenty six point two miles, yeah, 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 you have license yeah. to eat what the fuck you want. And I did. I really did. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's my relationship with food at the moment is trying to get back to some sort of normal routine with it. Because yeah. I'm not training anymore. Oh, but you're still in the kind of I'm training mindset when it comes to eating yeah, foods. You're yeah, like, yeah, yes, yeah. I will have seven pizzas. Oh, yeah. Also today, I thought yeah, I'm going to have to get back on it today. But then I just thought, well, it's two days after the marathon. I'm probably still burning calories. Yeah, 100 <laughs> percent. Must be a week. It works, yeah, right? a week. You're week still burning two, calories. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm still in a deficit <laughs> for a week. <laughs> uh, so like with the marathon training and stuff. When, because I understand a little bit, like you do mm. loads of running, you slowly do more and more, mm-hmm. and then you taper off again. Yeah. So like, how does that work? Is that because you, you have to have enough energy? Or? Yeah, I think so. I think it's just about resting and making sure that you're completely fresh, but also ready to run that distance. Yeah. Because uh, I think if you weigh if you weigh yourself out, you're not going to, and you don't run the full distance in training. So the highest I got up to was 22 miles in training. So when you actually run on the day, you're pushing your body yeah. past. So when you get to 22 miles after that, it's just the furthest you've you've run in oh. the last few months. Did you hit the dreaded wall? Like no, not this time. I had an awful time the first time I did it. I got a really bad cramp at 22 miles and had to basically run like a can-can dancer for the rest of the thing because I was trying to stretch and run. And I avoided that this time. So that was fine. And the last couple of miles, I like I said, I thought I sprinted, but I definitely didn't. You didn't. But yeah. I loved it. I loved the last two miles this time. Fair enough. You've, you've almost made me want to... No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> do a half. Do a half marathon. They're really fun. Is that like a half pint? Because when people say that to me, yeah, that's yeah. not really fun. Yeah. And I want to do the whole thing. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe you're onto something. Yeah, but when, when I, whenever I have a half pint, is I'm, I'll just have a half. And then I immediately have another half. That won't happen on the day of a half marathon. You want to get to the end of that and go, I'm going to go back. And have the other half yeah, of the pint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Um <clears throat> So, uh, onto your angles. Uh, <laughs> it's written here that uh, Greg Davies mentioned um, your downstairs maintenance. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just want to get some clarification funny, on it. That's such a funny thing to have on a laptop uh, in front of you. Just go, it says here on the. <laughs> His downstairs maintenance was briefly mentioned in Greg oh, Davies. Oh, that's really funny. It's yeah. a great bit of research. Um, angles, promise. Yeah, again. A few more angles. So, yeah, Greg in his Netflix special. Uh, it, which is very funny. You should watch it. Um, he's got a bit about trimming his uh, downstairs area and specifically credits me as the person who let him know that that's something that people do. Because mm-hmm. I think we were having a conversation. I used to tour oh, with him. Yeah. And I made some reference to doing it and he like, laughed at me for ages being like, what are, you, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? That's ridiculous. I can't believe you do that. And then he mentioned it to someone else and they were like, yeah. Wow. L- like loads of men do that like it's pretty standard yeah um, and then he's got a very funny story about about trying to do about it trying to do yeah, it yeah but the problem was when he was touring that I was also touring at the same time doing like the studio the little spaces in the massive theatres he was doing and I'd arrive at the I'd arrive at the gigs like and he'd been on a few days before 
And like the technician would be there and say, oh, we had Greg Davis in here the other day. And then they'd look at me and be like, you're thinking about my peers. <laughs> <laughs> or lack of. Or lack of. Not a complete lack of. I mean, we don't want to go into too many details, but you can't, you can't go. I mean... I'm. I'm. A, I mean, to be fair, I've, I've just come back from a sunny place. I know this is a technology, a technology podcast, but do you, do you want to Mate, talk about let's, let's go <laughs> electric there, racers? Let's go there because I say early on in the How to Kill an Hour days, we were offered, and I've, I've moaned about this on the podcast, or if you're hearing this again, if you're hearing this for the first time, you will understand my pain. We got offered a shaver yeah. called all Philips One Blade, right? Right. Covered it on the show and it was designed specifically for your face. Right. It was a face trimmer. Trimmer for your face. For your face, it is the best for. Every part of your, every angle of your face yeah, 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 sure. would be covered. Yeah. And I remember trying it out and thinking, well, it's, you know, it did all right. I get a couple of neck hairs, you know, just yeah. a, couple of, a couple of sprouters. Got those. I thought, well, I might as well do my chest. Got around the nips. Went, carried on going down and I was like, this is fucking great. I just, this should be called the one and all, whatever, it's yeah, the everything yeah. shaver. I, I shaved my balls with it. It was great. I, everything but my toe hairs the, were the, done, yeah? It should be called the body buzzer. The body buzzer. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Great name. Should be in marketing. Uh, and then a couple of years later, it's now called the Philips One Blade Face and Body. Yeah. Where's my, where's my, I'll take a, I'll take a half a percent of Philips. Those are worldwide Well, sales. you're a pioneer, Marcus. You, you, you went where no one else dared to go. That shaver went where no one else dared. <laughs> well, not, not many people <laughs> yeah so um, and I've just come back from a hot place so yeah I, I like to give it the full you go full. pretty yeah, though yeah, yeah, yeah. I take yeah. the one blade I still use the original face one just, yeah. <laughs> right, just shaving it down uh, yeah well you know how to kill an, and that's a great way to kill an hour in a hotel is it, if you're bored you take time with it then if you, oh, hour, yeah, yeah, yeah. I take time my coiffer yeah use scissors foam, foams oh wow do you put on some sensual music Shapes. as well? I've got a Nike oh, yeah. swoosh down there at the moment. Just do it, baby. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you ever had the accidental gooch nip? I nipped my gooch the other day before holidays. It was. I've never nipped my gooch, unfortunately. It's a it's an interesting pain because you know you you just don't want to do it really. There, no. you want to be super careful. But I think yeah. I think I don't know. I just wasn't paying attention. It's probably quite a low moment, I'd imagine. When yeah, you your gooch. yeah. The shower afterwards as well is a little bit yeah <sighs> sore as well. But loads of salty water on the beach on holiday. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's good Just as go new now. A, go for a swim and scream at the top of your voice. <laughs> People sitting on the beach going, oh, "Someone's nipped his gooch." <laughs> Classic gooch nip sound. <laughs> <laughs> So what are you like a are you like a whizzing it all off like me or are you just like no, a, just, just keep kinda, it keep it trimmed down keep it like a regular trim I, yeah I don't want to whiz it all off yeah I'm like a pretty That's low weird. and then I like forget about it and then one day go yeah. oh fuck you know I need to sort that, sort out. that yeah. out yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which leads us on to another question actually that we uh, like to ask uh, quite a lot of our guests mm-hmm. uh, now that we've warmed up with that I feel like. Um, you're going to be honest with this and maybe we'll get something slightly different out of you because every guest that we've had on the show that's answered this question mm. has given us their own take. Okay. Now, I'd just like you to, to, to visualise that you've uh, had a very good... Oh, this is perfect. You've been eating very well over mm-hmm. the last few weeks. So sure. I presume you've been putting a lot of food into mm-hmm. the factory that is your body. Sure. And a lot has been coming out the other end. Oh, yeah. So let's think about one of those good fibrous shits that you've yeah. had. <laughs> This is right up my street, by the way. Great stuff. Not a lot of podcasts will cover this sort of thing, and this is this is this convoy is right up my street. It's the important Let's shit we're dealing with Pubes right here. Pubes to shit. Yeah, there we go. Podcast name <laughs> in the back. <laughs> <laughs> so you've had a great shit. Yeah. Are you feeling nice and light? Time to wipe your ass. Right. Are you st- now? Before I say this, people don't know the other type of person exists until I ask this question. Okay. Do you stay seated or do you stand up when you wipe your it's, ass? Look, it is a good question. I can't believe there's people who stand up. How do you feel if you're in the room with a stander right now? 
Are you a stander? Billy, are you a stander? Mate, that's so weird. Have you done that your whole life? Yeah. Oh, oh God. How? You're going to have to take me through it. How do you do it? You just do your business and then stand up and then... What? Yeah, but surely the, the, you sit down because you can sp- it naturally spreads everything, that's, right? That's what I'm if saying. If you stand, what you're doing is you're putting the bread back together before you've emptied the sandwich. And you've got a <laughs> shit sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 50-50 split, believe it or not. Well, no, there's no split at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've, we've put the stats out there and, and it's kind of come back like 55-45, it bounces up to 50-50. There are standards around us. So te- like technically, in this room, half of us potentially statistically could be standards I want and you wonder why Brexit went the way it did I bet if you looked at the stats in Brexit everyone who voted leave stands to wipe 100% 100% 100% hmm Bill (laughs) (laughs) there's anomalies there's anomalies the exception that proves the rule is Billy yeah and I mean there's other sub subsections in this there's front and back wipers I mean I'm again insane I reach round the back I mean there's people who yeah. Go through and Rick, Rick Edwards says he holds his balls up and then wipes away. You have mimed Rick Edwards having massive balls. There. <laughs> he did say he has quite big balls, actually. He said, right, he said he's that's, got, that's, that's weird as well to go to go up up and under. I just think it's way it's way too much effort to re- like. Why would you want to move shit around that yeah. shouldn't have shit near it instead of just going to the rear like, and every, wiping? Everything is designed to sit and reach. Yeah. Reach around the back, yeah. isn't it? Like the toilet. Our arms the are long toilet. enough. Yeah, Sorry. our arms are long enough. That's <laughs> yeah. perfect. Like yeah. we've evolved to do that. Hundred percent. And you've got people who are standing up or lifting their balls out the way. Fuck those. Crazy. So hang on. So Rick Edwards uh-huh. and people like Rick. I'm not just saying it's just it's just Rick. Is it? Is it? I think Matt Edmondson's a. a, Matt a, a is it Matt? Is it Matt? Sorry, Matt Richardson. Yeah. Is he a front? Is he a front wiper as well? He's a front wiper. Yeah. He's a front wiper as well. He's an absolute animal. That boy. Disgusting boy. So. As in, they're scooping it all to the towards. So, no, I think it's a, it's 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 not a it's it's not a back to it's front to back. It's so they're pushing away towards well, their anus from the front. That's just insane. <laughs> like that is insane. Like, but if they were reaching under, surely the natural thing would be to start at the back and bring it forward. But that's bringing the shit. To yeah, the balls. that's oh, awful as well. Oh, that's God. obviously awful yeah, as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, but that doesn't even make sense to start there and push everything back. I can't get around the the, the standing. No, bit. well, that, obviously, people who are, the people who stand to wipe their asses yeah. should all be killed. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos. And that's yeah. what happens at the end of Endgame. Hon- honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. honestly, if yeah. at the end of Infinity War you found out that when he snapped his fingers, it was just people who stand up to wipe their ass, Happy I'd be ending. like, absolutely fine. We don't need Endgame. Done. Done. I'll be with that. Maybe that's what he was thinking. You never yeah. know. Thanos was just like. <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, horrible to find that out yeah. about Spider Man. Oh that, man, that he stands up to wipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Killing time. Mm. Apart from wiping your ass the correct way, how'd you like to do that then, mate? I'm good at killing time, to be honest. Yeah, there's a lot of comedians who'll tell you they're like, oh, I can't. Whenever I'm not working, I just need to write. Get, yeah, I need to write something. I get anxious when I'm not working. That's not me. I'll kill time. Like I said, Game of Thrones. I'm currently rewatching Game of Thrones at the same time as watching the current series. Oh wow! So what what series are you at now that you're? At I'm at. So I'm at series three and series eight. At the same damn time, yeah, yeah, yeah. sick, right? You, you beast. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what are you? Why are you doing this? What does it do? I just, I was watching this most recent series, and I'm really enjoying it. But I was also thinking, ah, oh, it's because it's getting towards the the climax of the whole thing. It's missing something that I liked when it was first established. So I'm going to go back and and watch it again. All I right. mean, it's but I should be doing more work. But <laughs> but some being on tour with a show that's sort of ready and you're enjoying and you're like adding to naturally on stage, sometimes you've got a few extra hours before a show in yeah. a hotel. Why not watch why not watch Game Game of Thrones? And I've just done all of the Sopranos as well. Oh, oh that's classic though. I'd never seen it. it. Oh yeah, yeah. How I'd was never that? Seen it. Amazing. It's pretty good. Mm. People should mm. be talking about it. People I think <laughs> people still do really, really get down with the Sopranos. Yeah. I like meeting someone who's like I've just started the Sopranos. Oh my god! I'm like, yes, I love that feeling, man. Love it. The Wire as well. I yeah, feel that gets people. Did you do that yet? I did. I've done the Wire, uh, the Shield as well. I might start re-watching the Shield. Not done. I'd, I'd oh, like to do Shield. It's yeah. a classic. Yeah, it's really, really good. Okay, cool. The Shield's amazing. Oz, have you seen Oz? Oz. Ah, oh, I feel like Oz really set the tone for that kind of gritty TV. Yeah, I, think I used to watch it late night on Channel Four. Yeah, I think like these show it late night on Channel yeah, Four. Yeah, I think that was HBO's like first proper drama where it was like feature length episodes that yeah. that and deadwood were like the two yeah 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 so all of that stuff that will that will kill a lot of time for me yeah so big on the tv stuff big on the tv stuff uh i buy a lot of books and then don't read them good pastime so that's a good pastime is sort of moving books from place to place so they don't get in the way and then never reading them what have you bought recently and not read Oh, what is it? I bought i bought some comic books actually i've not even read the comic books i bought which is pathetic they're so easy to read uh yeah, I've got loads of them. I can't even remember the last book I bought. I just buy them and chuck them in the corner. I don't even read, <laughs> don't even read who they're by. 
<laughs> oh, I love it when you go to someone's house and they're like, you've, they've got this massive selection of books. Yeah. And you always presume like, fuck, their knowledge is absolutely not in, insane. Check the spines. I've got, yeah. I, I've got shelves and shelves of books with unbroken spines. Perfect <laughs> mint condition books. <laughs> And that's why I should never view your house in HD because then I'll know. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Seen shit in SD. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And the bathroom's covered in pubes. You'd see all of that as well. I'll be like, yeah, good job. Yeah. Good job. Good job. That's a one blade job. That. That's a one. Good man. Good man. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still being sponsored by them? Because you're you're mentioning it a lot. I'm not, but I need my fucking one percent, and I'm hoping this. Yeah. Sort of, please, hi guys, hi guys on the ball. Thank you very much. Please. I've found out that's not how companies work. If you've done it already, they're not going to. That always happens on the podcast where we right. mention a food stuff and then afterwards be like, oh, we should have just waited. A lot of bleeps on the podcast this week. Then, really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of bleeps then. A lot of bleeps. Uh, you've also done some acting and stuff before. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Almost Real was fucking hilarious. Oh, thank right? you, man. Cheers. Like, I want more of it, right? But I understand yeah. with shows like this, it can be hard to do them again yeah. Yeah. once people cotton on yes. to you not being the character that you are exactly yeah so it was all undercover in the sense that we were pretending to be members of the British royal family so it was like it's a very long form prank show really but uh, even the second series we found difficult I think well not we I mean the production crew I didn't have to do any of the organising found difficult to get contributors because you could just google the character names and the first series would come up yeah so we we just about managed it but I think uh, any more than that would be would be tricky do you ever fancy doing another character, kind of like Sasha Baron Cohen style yeah, as well? Yeah, do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I think, I think it was probably that character was perfect for me to be able to. Like, I'm self-aware enough to know that I'm quite posh, and I know enough people who are posher than me to be able to dial it up <laughs> and act like an absolute idiot. It was like I want one line that I love. I think it's like, uh, yes, I've got a dishwasher. Her name's Maria. Yeah, <laughs> <that> <laughs> yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, that I mean the show is all about people's reactions yeah, really. Right. We were fairly we we went in fairly harmless, I don't think. So like Sasha Baron Cohen is amazing. Yeah. But he's his balls are huge. Again, I mean I hope Bigger I, than I, hope he, I hope he was <laughs> oh, fucking hell. You need a crane to lift those balls. <laughs> you know. We'll ask him when he's on. Yeah. We'll ask him. <laughs> Great having you on the podcast. Welcome to Ask in an hour. How big's your balls? There we go. Perfect. Um but I think, like, quite often he's making a satirical point, so yeah. he goes in there to sort of show up, um, like, bigotry or the stuff, and the people, that, the contributors, and the, our contributors were just people. We weren't yeah. going in there to make them look stupid or expose anything in their, in their politics, so I think it was, it was, we went for the gentle, gentle angle of us being idiots. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun to make. It looked like it was great fun. Like, what, what was a standout moment for you on the show? Oh, so many. I mean, just to, to getting to travel around the States with... An amazing crew, and Amy Hoggart, who was in the show as well, is absolutely incredible. So that was a lot of fun. But we did we did things like in there's one of the episodes in the first series where I had to catch a catfish with my hands, <laughs> and just doing stuff like that, and then just looking around and realizing you're in Tennessee in a massive lake, yeah, it, being told how to catch a catfish with your hands. I'm like it's not. I didn't get up in stand-up comedy and think oh, I'll be doing that one day. <laughs> this wasn't on your uh, your forecast, your dream sheet. Was yeah, it? exactly. Your, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, so one thing that's always, like, whenever I read about you or see stuff about you, they, people always seem to bring up your diabetes. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be contrived and kind of go over stuff. Go for but, it. Like, uh, it's a great thing to see you supporting. <clears throat> 
JDRF mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and do, do you want to tell us a bit about JDRF as well? Yeah, Graham, so please? JDRF are the Juvenile Diabetes Research Fund who put money into uh, one day finding a cure for type 1 diabetes. I'm type 1 diabetic myself. Um, and you say, like, people bring it up. I bring it up a lot as well because... It's a gamble angle. It's, you know, it's a gamble it's, it's angle. A gamble angles. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I think it is a stand-up. It's a, it's important to talk about you know what what's close to you and what's part of you and stuff. So I talk about that a lot. Uh, so yeah, I try and do stuff for for that charity a lot. But mm. it's also I, and I use this joke a lot. But I will see that money eventually. <laughs> so <laughs> it does Break. feel like a bit of a cheat charity wise it's not completely selfless because it does it is something that affects me I'm sure officially your accountant won't say it's a good idea but no. off the record <laughs> like can you pong that in good on you son um, so like what is type 1 diabetes I, I really don't know like usually no. when people have said in the past I'm diabetic I'm like oh yeah cool great and I just don't want to yeah. like pry but what's the difference no like, thank you for asking that question because I think that a lot of people just wouldn't ask and then just carry on in yeah. their assumptions uh, yeah cool yeah. so do yeah. you uh, fold, fold or scrunch the tissue paper and having a shit do you know what I mean fold yeah. but um not scrunch <laughs> scrunch is a waste man what do I do <laughs> Come, we'll get back to that I'm so sorry <laughs> Type 1 diabetes means that my pancreas doesn't function and what the pancreas does in muggles such as yourself I'm assuming uh, will release insulin whenever you eat something it'll release insulin to counteract the rise in your blood sugar levels so insulin reduces blood sugar level and your body will be like perfectly balanced into you know release enough insulin for the amount of food you've just had uh, and just maintains a stable blood sugar level with me that's not doing that so I have to inject my own insulin so when I eat I have to estimate how much insulin I'll need to cover off the amount of carbs that I've had and things like that so it's all about just trying to keep a steady a steadier level of blood glucose in my system as possible but it's it's so imperfect it's such an imperfect science so quite often you'll end up giving too much insulin and then you have a low blood sugar level and you'll be all shaky and stuff and need to eat something or not enough insulin and then it goes high and then you feel like really thirsty and dry and you need to give more insulin to bring it back down so it's just a constant management thing so it's like having another job really just constantly managing this blood sugar level way to kill an hour basically oh more. god a way to kill way, way more than an hour yeah way more than an hour so we like type 1 the, the pancreas is just off in that respect off. it's not doing its job it's not doing it's, its job does it just chill there is it alright it's it alright yeah, yeah it's just, just chilling happy. yeah 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 just lazy being lazy fucks yeah, exactly. sort just being, all the other organs are going seriously mate <laughs> Get, get off your it. ass yeah. <laughs> do your job he's like to be fair it's got it covered <laughs> so yeah I think it's an autoimmune condition so that basically means I think I got it because I had a really bad cold when I was like 13 a really bad sort of fluey cold thing and my immune system shut that down as it's supposed to but then carried on and got the wrong signals and carried on killing stuff and ends up killing this enzyme in the pancreas that makes it work shit yeah so that's the that's the reason that you can get type one. It can be genetic as well. It's not really like particularly defined how people get it. No. But you've got to draw the distinction between type one and type two. Type two is sometimes caused by diet and lifestyle, not all the time. But I think sometimes people just hear diabetes and they're like, well, it's because because you ate too much yeah, sugar. Is love the cake? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's not. You know, I think that that is the case for a small percentage of type two diabetics. But okay. Yeah. And what what's the difference with with type two? It's, so there's no difference in terms of the the lack of function. Yeah, there is. is it's, it? it's not that the pancreas doesn't produce insulin. It's I think quite often, and I'm not an authority on type two by any means. So apologies, apologies if I get this wrong. Uh, it's insulin sensitivity. So the pancreas might still be producing insulin, but it doesn't do what it's supposed to. 
So they can normally have like metformin, which is like a pill, which just increases in insulin sensitivity. So okay. I don't know. It's all pretty. It's <clears throat> it gets pretty complicated after that, but that's the basics. And is it, are there other types? We won't divulge into those. Are there? Are there uh, other, like, I believe type one point five <laughs> is like late adult onset type one diabetes, and also you can have gestational diabetes. Pregnant women can become type one diabetic for the duration of their pregnancy, and as soon as they give birth, they're not diabetic anymore. Jeez, crazy, right? That's interesting. Yeah, you know, thank you for that. Like, because honestly, in the past, I'm just like, oh yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you it's can just... ask. I would say that if yeah, if you do meet somebody who's a diabetic and like you don't know what type they are or you want to know more about yeah. it, you you can just ask rather than just go. Oh, cool. I guess pudding's off the menu then. <laughs> Is that a, a, a diet coke for yeah. you then? I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> crazy. Uh, so it's a tech show. Mm. You must have some cool tech to handle your diabetes, and then it. What you got on your? Well, I'd, I've I've kind of got some cool. There's more cool tech coming out. I've just started using this thing now and again because it's not available on the NHS at the moment. But I think when try and work with them to. To maybe try and get this on the NHS, it's called Dexcom G6. Sounds fucking sick. It does, right? Uh, so right, James Bond. I've got like a little uh, patch thing yeah. in my stomach here, which yeah. is like it's a very thin, like uh, needle wire type thing, mm-hmm. just under the skin, sitting there. And then on my phone, it tells me my blood sugar level reading and whether it's going up or going down or maintaining. Real time. Real time. Six. So that's no more kind of having to take samples and no, fingerprints. No more fingerprints. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's the first time they've managed that I think I think with the last model you needed to do finger pricks to calibrate it mm-hmm. but yeah I think no more finger pricks and I think it, it'd be in, in very 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 useful for parents of young yes. kids who are type 1 who don't necessarily know what to do or they don't know the signs and they can just look at that like because it's re- I think with, especially with kids if they're like sleeping you can have like nighttime low blood sugar levels and sometimes it, it won't wake you up or you know so you need to be sure that they're doing all right. You can just check your phone, and That's so it. that would be an amazing thing if you can get it onto the onto the NHS. But I think it might might be a long time coming. But fingers crossed. Yeah, man, fingers crossed for that because I think stuff like that means you can obviously add alerts. That means you can just mm-hmm. have an Apple Watch. Exactly. Or you, know, you can do it on an Apple Watch. Alarm yeah. go off. Yeah. How important do you think it is for us to be using tech in, in ways like this? Because I feel like there's some great things that are breakthroughs oh, yeah. like you just said it's not on the NHS yet. Or I feel like sometimes yeah. it takes people like you. You have to highlight these things. Yeah. And kind of add a bit of pressure so that these things do get definitely to the public a bit earlier yeah i think well i think you're right i think there's so much there's so much tech out there that and it feels like certainly i can only speak for diabetes that those things are being are being utilized like uh, i was told when i was diagnosed age 13 so you know 20 years ago Mm. that there'd be a cure within five years and i think people are still told that Really? Yeah. That's a fucked up thing to say. Yeah, though, yeah, really. but I think that's what people expect. They're like, the NHS expect there to be a cure at some point because they're like, well, surely. Because they've done so many amazing things and cured so many things that are way more complicated mm. and sort of life-threatening than diabetes. But weirdly, it's the it's my only conspiracy theory, Mark. Yeah, I was going to say, welcome to the conspiracy It's my class. only conspiracy theory. And I th- I, it's, it's, the money's it. it's ridiculous that I, I believe this, but... go. But I think that there's so much money in in medicine and stuff like that that surely, surely there's an underground lab where there's a a cured diabetic rat and they're keeping it secret because they'll make more money off people in the long run. Hundred percent, mate. There's so, it, even everyday cold flu, cold and flu yeah. remedies. They're the ones. I mean, there's a pill I can take that makes my penis stand up without trying. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on. Come on. There must be a pill you can take to lift your balls out of the way while you're wiping your ass. <laughs> 
A pill that makes, makes your knees stop working yeah. for 10 minutes after your shit, so you have to stay seated and Poor, wipe your ass. People like Rick Edwards out there who has to lift his own balls after he's had a shit. Can we not please admit that there is a pill that can levitate his testicles out of the toilet? <laughs> And that is not oh. something I expected to say when I woke up today. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> so are there any, like, I always ask people about this uh, when I do get into stuff like, are there any cool side effects? Uh, if there aren't, that's fine. Is there cool anything you're like, side oh, effects. That's, oh, that's all right, I'll take that. Thank you very much. I tell you what, like, lifestyle-wise, and I know I've talked about eating far too much recently, but I think maintaining a blood sugar level, it really, it really helps you connect with your own body and work out uh, what makes you feel healthy and what makes you doesn't uh, what makes you doesn't Jesus uh, it's bad for grammar um, <laughs> it's uh, so like when I have a high blood sugar I feel a bit tired and a bit rubbish and I know how to counteract that and it's just maintaining a healthy diet working out you know trying to stay active so I think it helps it helps you understand why that's important and it probably pushes you towards a healthier lifestyle because you've got an actual numerical reading on how you're doing every day and you said that you're measuring carbs and stuff as well. Like, so mm. you're starting to measure your food intake, which yeah. a lot of people, and there's actually a lot of research which shown there's been like two groups, uh, you know, similar sexes and ages. One of them <clears throat> was asked to just live their life. Mm -hmm. uh, and the other was asked to write down everything they ate, everything they drank. They lost weight. They smoked less and yeah. they drank less just yeah. by measuring stuff. Yeah. So, you know, if you're measuring stuff every day, just make, like you said, you're super, you're hyper aware. Well, uh, now that, this is a cool side effect. So for a, for a while, I didn't really look after stuff properly. I just lived my life because it was diagnosed when I was a teenager and it's so difficult to get teenagers to do anything. So just Really? Sort of, so were you like fucking it? Well, I did, I, I did all the basic stuff. Like I did the stuff that you're supposed to do. Like I injected and I tested now and again, but just not nearly enough and didn't maintain it properly really. But then really got into it uh, and like really you know made it a, a mission to get on top of things. Um, so for a while, I'd be like carb counting by like weighing things. You know, really, really going for it and making sure I was very exact. But now I think I can estimate carbs by sight a well, lot of the time. Superpower. Right. Carb man. Carb man. Yeah. Yeah. Not particularly helpful in terms of like the Avengers. I don't think that. <laughs> <laughs> better, better than Hawkeye, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I reckon better than Hawkeye. Honest. Yeah. You know. Although he had a very cool haircut in Endgame. Still think I think I'm going to go and ask for a Hawkeye from my barber. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Is that a thing, do you reckon? I don't know. It is now. I'm oh. going to go and ask for a Hawkeye. That's, that's <laughs> going to be an interesting angle, the hair angle as well. Fuck, you know. A Hawkeye. Yeah. Would you walk around with a burn arrow as well, Jeremy Renner style? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, you can look at carbs and be like, yeah. Yeah. That amount. Yeah, I can vaguely work out the, the grams. That's good. Mm. Yeah, I have to measure that stuff. Like, I think when I was trying to lose weight, the, the biggest thing for me was just measuring stuff, yeah. like prepping stuff. Yeah. So it wasn't so much the kind of like, hey, you know, I'm really trying hard. It was just kind of doing all that thinking, yeah. putting it all in boxes and then being like, right, I've done oh, all did the Did you thinking. do the full full meal prep in little boxes and stuff? Yeah, man. Because it was just easy for me. Yeah. Eat the box. Yeah. <laughs> you ate the box as well? Every Three, four times a day. <laughs> <laughs> that adds calories, Marcus, if you're going to eat the box as well. Yeah, but plastic, you know, it just yeah. goes right through. Yeah, that's right. true. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll just eat what's in the Tupperware. That was it. Every yeah. single day. And yeah. it, just, it just helped me get through it, man. That's good. Yeah, you know I mean? that's good. Yeah. Need to employ that again. And I've had a good few weeks. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
So what have we got forthcoming? I know you've got 30 more tour dates. Yeah, loads more tour dates in October onwards until the end of the year. So yeah. that's that's keeping me busy. So your main focus at the moment. That's quite intense, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, like I say, this is winding down a bit. So I've got a few months and doing some doing some festivals and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Not doing the Edinburgh Festival this year, uh, but doing like comedy at like Reading and Leeds and, and Download and things like that. So right. it'll be fun. That'll be fun. I'm also filming a show on May the 12th. Okay. at the Leicester Square Theatre right. uh, so that'll be uh, on a streaming service at some point this year I believe do we know which are we allowed to say which? I do but I'm not going to say ok fair enough <laughs> just keep keep your ear to the ground follow me on social media and I will let everyone know when I'm allowed to yeah. um, so that's really exciting so that's going to be like a large portion of this touring show uh, at the moment but then also loads of other bits from previous shows that I've not I've not because I've not recorded a special before, so I just get to do an absolute best of. Nice, yeah, nice. Look forward to that, man. Well, well how do you feel about having your first special out there? Oh, I'm, exci- like, I'm excited. It's like a milestone. I feel like, like yeah, no, I think so. Thing. I think so. Yeah, hopefully people like it, and yeah, I think they will. It's an absolute. There's absolutely solid gold on there, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all feel my stuff free about to how I wipe my ass, that sort of thing. I mean, feel free to put that in. I mean, feel free. You're more than welcome. Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know you might be surprised you know <laughs> there'll be a large section of your audience yeah. that, that sit that stand up to wipe their ass well they can stand up and leave the theatre <laughs> I'm not having those people watch me I'd rather have a half empty room <laughs> nice nice um, before we let you go uh, the metal band story yes we've heard about you quite a lot uh, are you a fan of metal still yeah yeah big absolutely fan? big fan yeah yeah, you look suspicious. Ever think about getting the band back together? No, absolutely not. Great name for a band. Please share that with Tethered Priest. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good name, right? I just would love to be in the room for that brainstorming yeah. session. That <laughs> I don't together. think it was. I think I came up with it and then and then took it to them. Yeah. I think this is all I pro- I designed a logo as well, you know, during maths. Oh, great. So um, it was really, it was really accurate. It was really good circles yeah, and stuff. Yeah, was yeah. It was a <laughs> Oh God, yeah. I used a compass. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing a set square. Um, that's what those set squares are for, apparently. Designing metal logos. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Fact. Yeah. Um, no, I lo- I love metal. So that's one of the. I'd go and try and go and see more live music now. Yeah. Sort of rain in the, the. Don't I try not to gig like every night of the week like like I used to. Just go out there and have some have some time to enjoy life as well yeah I hear that and go and see some horrible music who's good on the metal scene right now because that is not Oof. my forte I'll be honest with you who's good who's released I tell you what, I keep a little uh, a little list of albums I've really enjoyed this year for those of you that can't see obviously it's a massive list that he's just whipped out this list it's is actually enormous. not because this is my album of the year 2019 <laughs> okay, list oh wow so, uh, okay so and we well, we've only got a few on there at the moment um, oh big shout out to Venom Prison Venom great good British, name Br- there's a lot of cool things happening in British okay. heavy music Venom Prison are absolutely amazing Ithaca as well right. uh, Pup they're a little you know they're, they're not a metal band they're a punk band you can go and check them out cool. uh, Interama are another band that have released an incredible metal album this year so there's, lo- there's loads of stuff happening especially like you can check out something like Holy Raw Records who are a record label in the UK who release like heavy, heavy and interesting music and mm. there's a lot of really cool stuff happening cool I cool. get obsessed with it no, 
I can tell you're really interested <laughs> in it, man. I, I love hearing about pe- what people's musical preferences. I feel like it's like I, I love the fact nowadays as well. No one's like, oh, this is my guilty little thing. Everyone's like, no, this is what I listen to. And I fucking love it. I love Mr. Blobby. Yeah, <laughs> I love his album. It went to number one for a reason. Yeah, look, Blobby's got some solid tracks. Fuck it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, lyrically, there's some work to be done. Oh, sure. I mean, you know, it's but, you know, uh, yeah, lyrically monotonous, but but I mean, he couldn't really speak properly, so whatever. He's you know what I mean? What he's working with what he's got. He worked with the word Blobby so well. <laughs> blobby or Blobby? You know what I mean? It's great. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks though. for having me. Appreciate you killing some time with us. Uh, we're not being dickheads, listener, by the way, by not inviting you to the Leicester Square show because that's sold out, right? I've been told. I think it's sold out. I mean, it's it's always worth checking with them. Check with the Leicester Square Theatre. They, you know, there might be returns. Uh, yeah. Halfway through the show, yeah, when you just, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Look, if you wipe sitting down, come and hang out, and in the interval, there might be a way of you. <laughs> Getting in, <laughs> but um, they can find everyone can find all of the details for your future dates, right? Yeah, where should we go for those? Edgamble.co.uk, go and check Good. it out there, or on my social media at a gamble comedy, which is Instagram and Twitter. Nice, consistent, mm. we appreciate that here, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know what other social medias there are, but I'm not really on them. Snaps and all that no, sort of I, stuff. I've tried. What's I've your tried. favorite then? What's your favorite social media? Where are you active? Uh, probably Twitter is where I'm most active, but I think my favorite is Instagram. My favorite is a as a consumer as Instagram yeah like I like looking at people's pictures but Twitter I mean Twitter's horrible most of the time Instagram is much more difficult to see abuse oh yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. Instagram is where everyone's having the hashtag great times yeah That's exactly yeah. and I like that even though it's a lie <laughs> I like it I want to live in the lie <laughs> At least you know what it is. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are you in the Insta stories or just like? No, I'm bad at Insta there? stories. I, so many comedians do this thing where they like just talk down the ca- their own camera about like what they're up to. I, I can't. I'd be too mortified to do that. Really? Just like sitting in your room going, "Here's what I've got coming up." It's like, yeah. I couldn't do it. You just did it. It was great. Yeah, but I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a discussion. That's fine. Look, and all power to those people. I think yeah. it's a great tool for for promotion. And if you could do it, I just got far too much shame to do something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I might try it. I'm going to try it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, on your knees yeah. in front of Game and Thrones. Yeah, that would have made a fucking epic story. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, epic story of a grown man <laughs> loses his mind. Great, great. That's a headline. I'm going to make it to the papers. <laughs> I love it. No, but thank you very much for coming on to Thanks How to Kill an Hour. Uh, thank you very much for hearing the lovely Ed Gamble. Don't forget, head to howtokillanhour.com forward slash news to join our newsletter. And also, whilst you're at it, front and centre of the podcast app for Apple. Hey, they rate us because we rate us as well. Thank you for killing some time with myself. I've been Marcus Brunzi. Oh, I've been Ed Gamble. Yes, and Billy is still a standard dirty boy. Ugh. Cheers. You can vote for us in the Listener's Choice Awards at this year's British Podcast Awards 2019. If you'd like to vote for us, it only takes a minute of your time. Head to BritishPodcastAwards.com forward slash vote. That's BritishPodcastAwards.com forward slash vote. Type in how to kill an hour and then, yeah, you'll have voted for us. It only takes a minute of your time and we'd really appreciate it. We'll also put a link in the show's description. Thank you very much in advance. And hey, here's, here's hoping we win. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 